T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Joe, welcome. How are you? I'm good, Mike. How are you? All right, Joe. Joe, now that the uh, trade deadline has passed and you now know I have no longer any way, any avenue to improve your club uh, in, like the old days, for contending teams, a team that's wrapped it up and knows it's going to the postseason like the Yankees or the Dodgers or any of the contending teams, as a manager, what would you be doing differently this year knowing there's no reinforcements coming? Um, I think you have to maybe pick a day here and there to spot a guy. Not, not a whole lot different. If there's some starters that you're sensing are fatiguing, maybe you can skip them. Maybe you get in a part in the schedule where you can skip them one time. Uh, but, you know, there's, there's three teams that are really in great spots, and that's the Yankees, uh, Houston, and the Dodgers, to where they got such a big lead. To me, they can play around with stuff and make sure everyone is healthy and, and get everyone good feeling about themselves. But t- the other thing for those three teams, though, they're playing for home field advantage. That's the most important thing for those three teams as we move forward. Would you? But do you? But do you have to maybe look to your minor leagues more, or look, uh, you know, to to find? A, are you still looking elsewhere for a player who can maybe help you, or do you not even worry about it and just refine what you have right now, knowing there's not a guy coming in the door? Well, I think you're going to look to your minor leagues to see if some of the young, you know big prospects as you have are ready to help. I, I, I think you could probably see that with Oakland. Uh, they're going to look at some of those young pitchers uh, that they have and see if they can help down the stretch, maybe in the month of September. Um, guys like your huge prospects, like an AJ puck. Um, you could look for him to help you. Um, they should get Manaya back. I would think so that will help them, but you got to look from within now and um, hopefully someone uh, maybe starts playing pitching extremely well or a bullpen piece, you know, kid goes from double A AA to triple A in these last few weeks and kind of tears it up. And, and you say, wait a minute, we got something here. He could really help us. Would you be worried about the twins that the Indians caught him here? Are you worried about having this very good season fall apart here in these last seven weeks? I, I am. Um, you know, they had such a big lead and everything was going their way and Cleveland wasn't hitting. And I think Cleveland went and improved there. Their offense, they're getting some starting pitching back. They've been there. They've done that. I would be somewhat concerned. I mean, you look at their run differential. It's getting close to Minnesota now. I know it's still 40 runs different, but I mean, this is a far cry from what it was, you know, two months ago. And I would be concerned because Ramirez is starting to hit. Uh, they went and added a couple outfielders that have really helped them. Um, I would be concerned. Minnesota, Tampa, Oakland, one of them, or the Indians, one of them is not going to the postseason. Um, obviously, Indians in Minnesota have two ways to get there. Uh, which one do you like? Do you like Tampa, Oakland versus Minnesota? Who, who, which one do you have your eye on? You know, it's, it's really hard. Uh, Minnesota's got a four-game lead on Oakland when it comes to the loss column. I think Minnesota probably plays in an easier division. So I would think that they would be involved. I think it's going to be tough on Oakland because I think Oakland's in the toughest division. 
Um, when you look at from top to bottom, you look at uh, Tampa, you know, Boston has not played great. Um, you look at Toronto. Now, Toronto's starting to swing the bat, so they're, they're a little bit scary. But then you got Baltimore as well. So you have three teams that are really kind of struggling. So I, I, I would think it would be toughest on Oakland just because of the division they're in. Got to figure Tampa's going to beat Toronto and Baltimore when they need to. I, I, I agree. Um, and, you know, I think they have some games left against them. So, uh, again, I, I'm going to stick with Minnesota and Tampa. But I, I'm concerned about Minnesota because they just haven't played well. Uh, they have not pitched great. Um, their bullpen has struggled a little bit. They have some injuries. Without Nelson Cruz, I think that's a huge bat not to have in your lineup. Uh, and Oakland has been a second-half team traditionally. But um, I'm going to stick with Minnesota and Tampa making it. Now, every week the wild card in the NL has changed. Obviously, the Mets have thrown themselves into the mix here in in a big way. Um what do you like or not like about where the wild card is right now? And what do you think about the Mets? I think the Mets have a legitimate shot. Um, you know, you, they can have you the trust Braves. that bullpen, though? Well, uh, can you trust Washington's bullpen? No, you can, can't. No, you can't, yeah. Can you trust Milwaukee's bullpen? No. No? So St. Louis's hasn't been great. So I think they're all pretty much in the, the same you know, picture. I think the Mets have the deepest rotation. I think they've swung the bats pretty well. I think the kids have swung the bats extremely well. And they've done this, um, you know, with some guys struggling a little bit. Um, You know, you look at Frazier. He's been productive, but he has not hit for a high average. Um, So, I mean, I I still like the Mets' chances because of of that rotation. And, And the kids. And, you know, Pete Alonso has not swung the bat extremely well, but has been productive in the second half. The guy who's carried them is Davis has been great. Davis has been been great. Conforto and and Rosario, too, has hit, too. But Davis has hit 400 during his whole streak and has had a lot of big hits. Yeah, and the starting pitching seems to be really taking off. No, it's been good. It's been good. Yeah, it's been been very good, as a matter of fact. But they can't get Diaz straightened out. Here's a kid... What would you do? Would you go to the fastball predominantly? Would you stay away from it? When you got a guy who keeps hanging a slider and getting hit for home runs, what do you want to do? Just back off the slider, or do you want to do something with the slider? I think you possibly have to back off when you use him, and I think Lugo has been outstanding. The He's not durable, Lugo, though. He's not durable, no, yeah. I know you can't use him back-to-back days, no. but you just try to put him in non-pressure situations where you can get him back on track. How about this Diaz, though? What can you do? to? He, he's got a live arm. He's got a good fastball. He goes to the slider, and he gets creamed. Yeah. You know, and there are sliders that he throws that are unhittable as well. To me, it's all mental. And when I say it's mental, mental, he's not repeating his mechanics. That's the problem. And for whatever reason, they have to figure out, and I think Phil Regan has done a really good job since he's been there, they got to figure out, you know, is it a physical problem or is it a mental problem causing this physical problem? Of him not repeating his mechanics. Well, what are the uh, you know? I've heard, I've heard he has trouble this year because he says the balls are slick. Uh, yeah. But uh, so does everybody. Um, he also, they said, has had trouble with his plant foot. I mean, maybe just excuses. Is there anything else you see with why he would hang the slider as much as he has? No, it doesn't. It's usually his arm. He's not finishing his pitch. So. I mean, is there fatigue from last year? I mean, that's something that you could always say is is a possibility. 
I don't necessarily think so. He didn't throw that many innings. I think it's more mental than anything else. Would you? Could you go to? Could you go to the him and make him just throw fastballs and see how that works out, or is that not going to work out okay? Well, I think eventually they're going to hit those two because he's going to make mistakes with those two. For him, it's it's learning how to control your body and repeat your delivery, and maybe slowing down a little bit. I I don't know, but I mean, we know that the kid is really talented because we've seen him do it before. But for whatever reason, it, the first month was great, but it's really snowballed on him. It, re- it really has. I mean, uh, you know, juggling that pen is going to be a big key. For, now, as you said, to be, you brought up a good point. Washington's pen hasn't been good. Milwaukee's pen hasn't been good. So it's not like their pens have been good. But the Met pen, if the Mets had a pen, they'd be eight games in front in a while right now. I so mean, would Washington. Yeah, uh, so would Washington. Washington. That's fair. So would Washington. You're right. Yeah, I mean, they'd be. it'd be a three-horse race for this division, which would yes. be really exciting. Yes. You know, it's true. Now, Mets play the Braves tonight. Uh, what do you think about what's going on? you like where the Braves are right now? Do you like how the Braves no. are playing? No, I don't. I don't like where their bullpen is. They went and acquired three guys, and no one's getting anyone out. Yep. And, and the guy they acquired to help Luke, for Luke Jackson, he's the guy getting people out. So it's, it's, it's really kind of strange. I think bullpens have just been overexposed this year. And with some of the distance that that starters like Washington can give and the Mets can give, I think it helps bullpens out, even though it's not reflected in the numbers. But I, I, I don't. I think that um, losing Marquez had is is somewhat of a big deal. I really like Atlanta's offense. Their starting pitching has not been great. No, Keuchel hasn't been good either. Keuchel no. hasn't been good. I think he's probably expected what a lot of people expected. You know, and I think that's why he didn't have the huge offers. Right. He, I, I agree. But, I agree. I don't I don't think he's been the same pitcher. I'd rather go with young guys if I was him. I'd rather go I'd rather do that, go with the guys they they you know, than go with some new arms rather than him. I just didn't like what I saw from Keiko the last couple of years. No, it's not overpowering and it, it comes down to if he makes a mistake, he's gonna get hit hard because especially with the way the balls are flying around, he's gonna get hard hit hard. So he has to be perfect. I'll tell you, uh, and they have the guy. I can tell you, two years ago, Omar and I, I was at training camp with the Mets, and Omar and I said, come over here. I'm going to introduce you to the guy who, other than Trout, is, the be- is going to be the best player in baseball. He introduced me to Acuna uh, Jr., and I'll tell you something. How right was he? That yeah. guy's got 33 homers. He's got 28 stolen bases. He's got 80 runs batted in. He's hitting 300. The guy's 21 years old. I mean, man, how he's scary, that guy. He's a special talent. Um, Andrew Jones was that guy when he first came up. I don't think Andrew hit for the average that this kid did, but this kid is special. And I think, too, and he gets overlooked a lot, Juan Soto is a great player. Yes, I mean, he is a great hitter. And you look at the mechanics of his bottom half, probably as good as anyone in the game at 21 years old. You know what? There's so many good young players it really is amazing how many good young players there are, and they come up. And I'll tell you this, too. The guy to me who, and I know he's a free agent at the end of the year, the guy who's the most underrated player now, I think, by far, is Rendon. I mean, people don't oh. talk about him. He's unbelievable. You know, I made an argument that he should have started the All-Star game. You know, I know it's a, it's sacrilegious. I understand that. But he's, let, let's be honest, how much money is he going to get on a free agent market? The guy's unbelievable. Yeah, you got to believe that he, you know, 
he's as worth as much as Arenado's contract yes, was. I agree. And he got yeah. two hundred sixty million dollars. So it'll be interesting to see where he ends up and um you know, because you start to think about some of the clubs that could possibly use him. Um he's not going to Boston. He's probably not going to the Dodgers. Um do the Angels make a run at him? He's not Maybe. going to Yankees. You wouldn't think so. I don't think they have room for him, to be honest with no, you. No, I, I don't either. So some of these big market clubs, now, could the Cubs make a move and, and, and trade a Chris Bryant in the offseason and then sign him? I guess that's a possibility. Um, but it, it'll be interesting to see where he ends up. All right. What is next year going to bring for Gio Urshela, who has hit 500 in his last 15 games and had eight homers and 17 RBIs? And hit 500. His numbers are off the charts. This is a guy who had it was a journeyman coming into this year. He's right. 20. He's going to be 28, 29 years old. Do you buy that this is a transformation? I think he's going to be 28 next year. I think he's 27 now. It, 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 do you believe that some team believes? Now I know he's a good glove too. So is it that you're going to believe that this was a transformation for this guy, or is this a one-hit wonder? Well. I mean, I'm sure some people would have said that about Luke Voigt, right? Yes. Last year? Yeah, they would have. Yeah, I mean, Luke Voigt had a substantial amount of bats and proved it and saw teams two and three times. Gio Urshela has done the same thing. Now, is he going to put up the same exact numbers? I don't know about that, but I think he's made adjustments that you would think that he'd be a productive player for you. I I think you could count on that. Joe, you look at this team, and it's funny. We talked about this earlier in the show, and you know how fans are with this. Mabin's had a great year. Talkman's had a great year. Uh, Ashella's had a great year. But you know that if Stanton's healthy, he's going to play. It's going right. to put a lot of pressure on a Stanton come postseason with, if, with these other guys who have had great seasons not playing. I agree, and he's not going to have a ton of at-bats under his belt. And what happens if he comes back? September and doesn't have a good September. So what do you do as a manager? How do you, how do you deal with that, having these hot no-names, and then the names come back? How are you going to juggle that as you hit, hit October? you got to get them in because their track record says they're going to be even more productive you know, than the guys that have had these career years. But they also feel the pressure of these guys producing, right? I mean, these guys yeah. have really produced. They have, but let's just talk about the baseball. Everyone's having a career year this year. Right. I, I mean, that's, that's the bottom line. There's a lot of guys that are going to hit career highs that's fair. on a home run. Right. So how, how many is Stanton going to hit if he's healthy the whole year? Uh, he 60? might hit 50. He might hit 50. Yeah, yeah. 50, right. 60. I mean, so, I mean, to me, and I don't want to take away from anything that a lot of the players have done this year, but we're seeing things that we've never seen before. And I think a lot of it has to do with the baseball. So that's going to be – that's going to help a, a Stanton as well, and it's going to help the other players that come back. So, uh, to me, I think you got to try to get him in the lineup and try to get him right because if he's in the lineup and he's right, he is such a dangerous force, especially against left-handers. It is August the 13th, and we have tw- 32 players who have 25 or more homers already in, in the majors this year. 32 yeah. players, and you have 12 guys who already have 30. Two guys have 39, Trout and Yelich, but you have three, you have th- 12 guys who have 30 and 32 guys who have 25 or more homers, and you have almost two months left. That's a, yeah. lot, of, that's a lot of homers. 
Yeah, it, it's a lot of homers. And, and we saw it in the first month that we all were a little suspicious about what was going on. We've seen what it's done to AAA and all the home runs that have been added there. But, you know, everyone seems to be able to go opposite field. Everyone seems to be able to go dead center now. It's just changed the game, the, the way the game has been played. And I think for for an organization or whatever you want to call Major League Baseball, for us wanting to put more balls in play and have more action, I think this hurts it. Uh, two guys who you know very well who aren't hitting right now. The first is Judge. Do you see anything with him that you'd be worried about? Well, this is what I've always believed. When you pull a rib cage muscle, when a guy comes back, it's at least a month longer until he's the same person. Okay. I really believe that. Um, I saw it with Bobby Abreu. I, I, I've seen it with so many guys. Yeah, they feel fine, but I don't think they have their strength um, that they had before they got hurt, and I think it takes some time. He's not pulled any balls with authority, and to me, that's probably because of that rib cage. And I think as we move farther and we get farther down the road, you will see the guy that we've seen before. Sanchez is 6-for-60 six with one with one homer in his last 60 yeah. at-bats. Yeah, I, I mean, that's unusual. You know, he, he hurt his growing again. Um, I don't really have a rhyme or reason for that because I never thought you'd see him go through the year that he went through last year because I really believe in him as, you know. And, and look, and look at the start of the year he had this year. He had 24. He's got 25 home runs and 60 RBIs. And obviously a catcher having that for a season's great, but he has gone into I mean, he's hitting one he's hitting one oh five in his last twenty something games. Yeah, I well I would look at it this way. He's due to get hot. He's so nothing hot. nothing there to worry about? Nothing there that, that concerns you? I wouldn't be too concerned, no. Because he's had some injury problems and he's been in and out of the lineup. I wouldn't be too worried. Do the Yankees have enough starting pitching to win? I do believe so. I do. I do. I, I do because you're not asking them to give you six or seven innings. No. It's not like some of these other bullpens that you're asking to give a lot. Get through the lineup one time. Get through the lineup one and a half times and turn it over the bullpen. And what you worry about is if they get in a seven-game series, the bullpen gets exhausted by the end, you know, if you're in the World Series. Can you trust Armand with a start? I think you're going to have to. I mean, do you feel comfortable with that? Uh, I do. Um, no one's ever really going to know how he's going to react until he gets out there. I, I don't think anyone thought that Severino was going to have a real hard time in that first inning against Minnesota, but it happened. But then, you know, I mean, you just don't know until you throw someone out there how they're going to do You trust Paxson? Yeah, I do. I mean, I think he's the one guy that can really dial it up. It could give you some length. He can be that dominant. And I and listen, I trust Tanaka. I've seen enough out of Tanaka. Yeah. He's going to pitch well. I know Tanaka. Tanaka is a big game pitcher. He's very good in a big game. I trust him. He'll go out and pitch well. But the Yankees starting pitching is not going to match up great against some of these teams in the postseason. It really isn't. They're going to no, need that bullpen have, to be really good. And they're going to have to slug. They're going to have to hit is what they're going to have to do. And there's no doubt that they could do that. So, uh, would you be concerned? You like where the Yankees are? Or are you concerned about them a little bit? No, I, I think you would like to see their starting pitching get on get on a roll. I mean, Paxton has been better. 
you know, it'd be big if Severino could get back and just, you know, give you a four inning start. I mean, I think that would be huge. If, if he comes back to where he was the first half of last year, that's huge. Yeah, that would be a big positive, no question. All right, Joe, thanks. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks, Mike. Have a good week. All right, Joe. Joe Girardi, when we come back, we'll talk to Eddie Coleman down in Atlanta as the Mets and Braves get ready for their big series back after this. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t-mobile.com. 